The Mind Aware Show 35. Hi there, brain trainers. This is Dana Wild, and welcome to the Mind Aware Show, where you connect with today's thought leaders about mindset, wealth, and more. Start your day with the Mind Aware, and now you're ready to accomplish anything. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. So glad to have you here. You know, we talk so much about mindset and positive thinking, but really, what does that really mean? Like, how do you use that on a day-to-day basis? And I know a lot of our listeners, they come from the party plan and direct sales industry, and you probably are already familiar with the work of today's guest, Deb Bixler, who is the host of the Cash Flow Show. She's a party plan expert and speaker and trainer, and she will give you tons of tips about how to increase your shows, how to get more bookings, how to sponsor, all of that good stuff. But the thing is, on a day-to-day basis, day in and day out, she is using mindset. She is thinking differently as she enters the stages of her life and, and achieves new success each time. And so how does that relate Let's talk about it. Hey, Deb. Hey, Dana. Thanks for having me. It's so good to have you here. You know, I want to start people out right away with where you were at before you ever even started a direct sales business, because when you originally started out, you were actually making a six-figure income in the food industry. Is that right? That is correct. I actually didn't even go to school for business or or party plan for that matter. (laughs) But what I did go to school for was culinary arts. Yeah, trained chef. So what I'm wondering is, so you walk away from a six-figure business, a six-figure career, I I should call it really, because, you know, it was a little bit different. And then you decide to start a direct sales business, and you quickly built that business up to a six-figure income as well. But I want to understand, how can you take that kind of a risk? What kind of thoughts must you have been thinking when you left that? Were you just that unhappy and you said, I'm just going to do it? Or was it that you saw opportunity? Or how did you make that shift from giving up that paid sure thing to go to an entrepreneurial? Well, that's a good question. And a paid sure thing it was. I mean, yes, I had my benefits and my my salary and stuff, but I also had a sure thing. tons of stress you know (laughs) right (laughs) that was a sure thing as well and uh, I actually I loved it actually I did I worked in the restaurant business for 30 years and you know I went from being a chef and managing a kitchen to managing a silver service French restaurant and a catering company but you kind of made it sound like I, I quit that and started my party plan business after but what I really did was start my party plan business first and built that up. So what I really did was go into my, I went to my very first home party and the guy said, the consultant said, watch what I do here today. And for those of you who would like to learn more about making money and having fun with my fantastic company, just get with me after the show. And at that time I had been looking for a new job because I decided I didn't want to keep on dealing with all this stress. I mean, at first it was adrenaline, but after a while adrenaline turns into stress after 30 years. So he he planted that seed and and I did that's what so I went into my uh, the owner I worked for a company a French restaurant a silver service catering company and I was the the GM and I went in and I said I would like to take a fifty percent uh, pay cut on my job and I want forty hours of work week what what can you give me? Wow, well, first of all I really have to laugh at 
it's a sure thing of pain, but it's also a sure thing of stress. Like you are, and did I mention how funny that is? That is hilarious because truth, right? We take these jobs because we think, oh, I want the stability and I want the security, but they just bomb us out and bring us down. So he gave you the 50% pay cut and you actually really only work 40 hours for him at that point then? Yeah, he gave me a job supervising the, in that particular business, we worked more, like it was really busy between Christmas and New Year's. We had more business between Christmas and New Year's than we did the rest of the year. So after the holiday season was over, he gave me the job of loading dock supervisor for the catering department. Right. And I basically, I worked eight to four and supervised and actually physically loaded trucks, washed dishes and supervised three boys who worked the dock. And uh did that from the end of January, and I knew that I couldn't continue to, because even the dock people work the 80, 100-hour weeks between Christmas and New Year. So this was in uh, January or February, and I decided that I needed to build my business up so I could quit before the next busy season. I wanted to quit by November 1st because I knew I couldn't do both, even if it was a 40-hour-a-week job. So I had a 40-hour-a-week job, and that's what I worked, 8 to 4 and I worked my uh, party plan business, you know, out of the warehouse supervisor, out of the warehouse office, and also uh, from home, of course, and, and then did end up quitting November 1st. Sometimes if you burn a couple bridges, you know, it makes it easier to be successful because, you know, I probably could have gone back to and, and stayed there, but the fact that I took that pay cut, they probably would never let me come back as a GM, right? Right. I totally get it. And it is interesting because basically what happened is you permanently shut a door, you know, semi-permanently shut a door for yourself that made it where you had to put yourself into the position to, okay, I need to make this other thing work. So when you did that, because it didn't take you very long to be able to quit, you quit by November 1st, end of January, November 1st, whatever, that's 10 months or something. What kind of thought process, because there are a lot of people listening right now who they've started new businesses, and they're doing their new entrepreneurial ventures while they're working a quote-unquote day job, and maybe it's going slower for them. So how did you think that lit a fire under your butt to make it happen so fast? Well, I, I like I said, if you burn a bridge, you tend to be a little bit more motivated. But uh, I made a decision to date a party every day, and that's what I did. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and so you, it's in order to date a party every day, one in 10 will say yes, especially when you have experience, maybe not right from the beginning. So I just made a decision to talk to 10 people a day about my business and date a party every day. And I actually had a blue fluorescent blue confirmation postcard that I would put in the mail for every every time they dated, thank you for booking a party. And my mission was to see, visually see one of those blue postcards going out in the mail every single day. And and that became like my mission in life to see that blue postcard going out in the mail every single day. Yeah, and I love what you just said, made a decision and then visualized it happening. And think about it for everybody, whether you're in party plan or not, it's a simple formula, right? You're reaching out to 10 people a day, you're going to get that new client for your coaching business. You're reaching out to 10 people, you're going to book that party. Reaching out to 10 people to show houses. I mean, it's a really easy formula, but it started with that decision and then visualizing that postcard going out. So how important do you think decision has been in your life going on, going forward from there, and in getting things done? Like, do you find for yourself that unless you make a decision, you don't do anything? Do you go into stuff? You don't strike me as somebody, Deb. The reason I ask is you don't strike me as somebody who does stuff in a really kind of 
half-ass manner, for lack of a better term. Sorry, everybody out there doesn't like that language, but you really don't. You don't strike me as somebody who ever does something in that kind of wishy-washy way. Well, you know, I guess maybe sometimes I do, but I'm not going to. I guess I just don't like to do things I don't like to do, so I don't. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, so, I mean, mindset has a lot to do with it. And, you know, making a decision to, at the beginning, I was concerned about party plan being a legitimate, not that I didn't think it was a legitimate business model, but it didn't appear to be a very professional business model. But I decided it could be as professional as I wanted it to be. And, and so I treated it like a profession. I mean, I've always acted like a profession. So why wouldn't I be a professional party plan consultant? And and that really that's what it takes to be successful is to be professional on all levels of whatever business. Most people don't treat their home businesses with the same respect, you know, as they do a job, even if a low paying job, most people treat a job with more respect than they treat their home business. And, and, you know, if you worry about people like not, family doesn't give you the support they need, your family doesn't give you the respect your business needs, that kind of thing. Well, the respect has to start with each individual distributor. Well, and what I like, too, about what you said is that you're basically saying, well, I had this feeling that this wasn't a professional job, but then I made a decision that it's going to be as professional as I want it to be. And so it's a bit like that reminder that you can make your business your own. So let's say you're in the opposite situation. Somebody's listening to this and you're in a profession that's really stodgy and boring. And you say, well, I, this is a really boring profession. I don't, I'm, that's not who I am. Well, you can make a decision to make it fun. I mean, you get to do things on your terms and your way. Does that make sense, Deb? Like, I think what you're saying, it applies to everything, no matter which side of the fence you're on. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, there's always, well, they always say this, there's good in every situation. I mean, even the worst situations, there's something, you can always find something that's good. And so that's what life is all about, is picking out the good parts to savor and leaving the other parts go for, yeah. so that you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, no, it's right. Find the good in the situation. And exactly. And it seems like it just comes really easy to you to do that, make the decision, move forward. And like you said a second ago, I wish I could remember the exact verbiage, but it's like, well, I just know that I can't do what I don't want to do. It's not possible. <laughs> so I have to block it out. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. I'm talking to Deb Bixler. She's a party plan expert, speaker, and trainer, host of the Cash Flow Show. So you can head over and check out her show, cashflowshow.com. DebBixler.com will give you a little wider range of what she's doing, both in the food industry and in the party plan industry. For those of you who are in party plan and direct sales, definitely check out CashflowShow.com because you're going to get all that kind of meaty tips and advice and, and all that good stuff that Deb is so famous for. And she interviews all the top people that are out there. It's really fantastic. We're going to be back in one second. I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to ask Deb her parting tip on what she thinks is the most important thing you can do right now to implement this for you. We'll be right back. Have you checked out The Mind Aware on Facebook at facebook.com slash themindaware? Discover daily mantras, inspiration, the latest brain information, and exclusive training on mindset, wealth, health, and more. That's facebook.com slash themindaware. Let's connect and kick your life up a notch. Hi, everybody. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're talking to Deb 
Bixler, host of Cash Flow Show, party plan expert, speaker, and trainer. You can learn more about her over at debbixler.com or cashflowshow.com. Go check out her show. Really, really good stuff. So, Deb, we've been talking about decision, the power of a decision, the power of visualization, the power of mindset in making things happen. I mean, you've grown everything you've done. Like, you do it firmly and quickly. And like you say, you know what you want. You know what you don't want. You make it your own. And so if somebody's out there and listening and thinking, yeah, but that's her. That's not me. I can't do that. Or I'm working my day job and it's bringing me down or all these reasons why they can't do it. What would you say to that person? You know what? Take, make a big impact habit. Something I call a big impact habit, something that is really, really, really easy to do. You know, you don't have to do it on the same level that I did it. I mean, yes, I had a mission. Yes, I made a decision. And honestly, anybody can work two 40-hour-a-week jobs for a certain period of time if they choose to. You know, I made a decision. I, I figure, okay, I can do this party plan thing for work at 40 hours a week. I can still load trucks for 40 hours a week. And at the end of nine months, I just go, because, hey, you know, <laughs> I was working 80 hours a week as a GM. Why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot easier. <laughs> People would always say, I can't believe how far you drive to parties. I'm like, it's a lot easier than what I used to do. Trust me. <laughs> You know, so you can do anything for a period of time when you decide to and make a decision to to be successful. You know, the only way to fail is to stop. Right. You know, staying committed is the key. So a big impact habit. I mean, I I made a big impact habit. It might have been a big habit that made a big impact because normally a big impact habit is something that is so easy to do. And it's in fact, it's so easy to do that you can do it every day for the rest of your life. So if it's easy for you to say make two or four or five phone calls every single day or five contacts every single day and you do it every single day for the rest of your life, it's going to add up to a big result. It's going to make a huge impact on your business, kind of like flossing your teeth. Maybe, you know, it take how long does it take a minute and a half? Right. A minute and a half. And so you do that every single day. It's so easy. It only takes a minute and a half out of your day. And at the end of your life, you know, you've prevented heart disease and gingivitis. And, you know, they even say that flossing your teeth reduces your chance of things like diabetes and high cholesterol. I mean, it's like ridiculous how many things it affects. And so that's a big impact habit. So easy, so simple. In fact, that you can do it forever. Whereas if you took like two phone calls a day, no matter what, and did them every single day, all you need is a pocket of time on lunch or a pocket of time on dinner. I mean, I made a decision to do 10 phone calls a day. So that that was my big impact habit, and I did it every day. And the more you do, the better you get. And the better you get, the better your results. And you just keep on doing it forever. Whereas if you decide, okay, well, I'm going to make 100 phone calls today, and then next month I'll do it the first of every month, 100 phone calls, you're not going to get the same results because you're going to dread it. You know, you're not going to be good at it. You might be good by the time you get to 99 but you're going to forget what you learned before the next month. Whereas if you do two a day every day or one a day every day, for that matter, or ten a day, for it doesn't matter what the number is. The fact that you consistently do it every day, you're going to get better and better. Your skills are going to improve, and it becomes a big impact habit 
that changes your life and your business. Awesome. I love that. Big impact habit and such great examples. And these things don't take that much time when you do them as opposed to, oh, I'm going to sit down the first of every month and make 100 phone calls. I mean, so smart. Great advice all around. Deb, this is so fun. It's so fun talking with you about things that just are a little different than people are used to always hearing from you necessarily. Like, I, I just love that you aren't only teaching things. You live and breathe stuff. You implement and you make stuff happen. So thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. It's been fun. It's over already. I know. Isn't it amazing how fast it goes? I know. See, now they have to. This is why, y'all, you got to go over and check out DebBixler.com. you got to go to CashflowShow.com because we just leave you wanting more, don't we? I mean, hasn't this been fun? And thank you, yeah. everybody, for being here. This is really where it happens. This is what it looks like when you're doing this stuff and you're living and breathing this stuff day in and day out. This is what it looks like. You're making a decision. You're just making a strong decision. You're visualizing it happening. You're creating your business your way, making it your own. I mean, it's so simple when you do it that way. Pick that big impact habit. You can do that today. One little thing, something doable. What's something doable you can do today and do every day? And then guess what? It happens fast, just like it did for Deb. Go out, make it happen today. Keep those thoughts flowing. Feel that positive feeling. Make those decisions. Make this your own. Why not you? It can happen for you. And we will see you next time on the Mind Aware Show. 